Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, NCLEX High Yielders. This is Dr. Zishan, and I'm the host of NCLEX High Yield Podcast, where we will be giving out daily content for your exam, tips and tricks that the boards love to ask, and overall general information on how to study, what to study, and complex topics broken down for you. Whether you're a first-time test taker or even a repeat test taker, we have helped people across the globe pass their NCLEX exams. So do not give up and get motivated. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also visit our Instagram at NCLEX High Yield, at NCLEX High Yield, where you can DM us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. Also, check out our website www.nclexhighyield.com and subscribe to receive a link to our weekly free Zoom session. Free Zoom session where I drop all types of content, break down complex topics and make them easy for you to understand every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you guys then. Take care. Pediatric GI, fairly high yield, but there's only a handful of things that you need to know. First one is going to be intussusception. Second is pyloric stenosis. Third is Hirschsprung. Fourth is celiac disease. And fifth is tracheoesophageal fistula with esophageal atresia. A lot of big words. A lot of them present similarly. The boards love asking these five, especially in select all that apply, because they have multiple different components to them and it's a perfect way to see if you understand what's going on with that pathology. So let's start with intussusception and a couple of these are going to have those pathognomonic terms which means if you see that term you know it's automatically this pathology or this medical condition. Again identifying them is very important because children are not going to be able to tell you what's going on neither will parents. So you're looking for these telltale signs, and that's why we kind of have a list of things that we're looking after or looking out for. In any of these situations where you have GI issues in pediatrics, know that the first thing you're going to ask the parents is how they're feeding, what they're feeding. Tell me more about your current way of of taking care of this child. Because you want to eliminate something that could be just them misfeeding the child or doing some sort of a technique wrong versus chasing after something that's typically rare. So tell me how you're eating. Tell me how you're feeding this child. Again, when you see the best response by a nurse, if you see those words, tell me more, it's pretty much golden, right? That's that's your like 90 to 95% of the time, those three words will be will be right. So tell me more about how you're feeding this child. Tell me more about what's going on. All right, let's talk about intussusception. So what is intussusception? Intussusception is telescoping of the bowel. So how does a telescope work? Well, it kind of folds into itself, then folds into itself, then folds into itself, right? And then you can like completely pull it out. With the bowel, it's not supposed to do that. It's just supposed to continuously flow. 
Instead, we've got this telescoping of the bow. So we've got a portion of the bow that backtracks into itself, just like you would see in a telescope. When that happens, the part of the bow that's telescoped back in, it starts to become scheming. So when you have this part of the bow becoming ischemic and now start to slough off, this epithelial tissue becomes bloody, jelly-like, and now it mixes with the stool. Now you got this current jelly-like stool, or you've got this blood and stool mixed together because that epithelial tissue has sloughed off. So now we know why it's a current jelly-like stool. Current jelly-like stool is pathognomonic for intussusception. So when you have this in an infant, this little protrusion of this bowel that's kind of bulked up now shows up as a sausage-shaped palpable mass. Again, pathognomonic for intussusception. If this child vomits because of this discomfort, is this vomit going to be bilious or non-bilious? Has the vomit mixed with bile? It's past the stomach, it mixes with bile. So when they vomit up, it becomes bilious vomit. Bilious vomiting is like a greenish type vomiting. What else about intussusception are we worried about? Well, if this starts to necrose and become ischemic, and then we're worried about peritonitis, we're worried about the gut contents leaking out of that ischemic bowel and causing peritonitis and later sepsis. So everything's going to leak right onto the peritoneum. They'll develop peritonitis. They're going to be in that knee to chest position. They're going to have that abdominal rigidity, that rebound tenderness. They will start to become febrile. They will start to become hypotensive. They will start to become tachycardic. Now they're septic. One of the eight or two of the eight, actually, peritonitis will lead to sepsis if we don't catch it in time. So that's intussusception. How do we treat it? How do we diagnose it? The treatment and the diagnoses are actually the same test. It's an air enema an air enema. So not only are we able to visualize the telescoping of the bowel, but that air enema actually pushes it through. So we're able to visualize and treat in one simple setting. So it's actually pretty cool. If you think about it, they may not say air enema, they may say pneumatic enema, just to be fancy and throw you off. This NCLEX High Yield Podcast is brought to you by Immunacy. I-M-M-U-N-A-C-Y. Immunacy.com. Immunacy is an immune system booster formulated by doctors and pharmacists. This team of MDs, PharmDs, DOs, and PhDs have put together a proprietary formula with the highest quality ingredients to keep you in your best health. All natural, gluten-free, zero sugar, vegan, no GMOs, and fully bioavailable. Stock up now to keep your immune system at its best. Immunacy is now available at immunacy.com. Check them out. And now back to the podcast. They're going to try and use all five of these because they present in similar ways. The two that they really like to trick you on is intussusception and pyloric stenosis. Understanding pyloric stenosis is going to give you all the things that you typically memorize but when you understand it, that's why when I broke down into susception, I do it so you understand how it works. Because once you understand it, then you're kind of like, oh, this I can tell you everything about it. So let's talk about that. So we've got the esophagus. We've got the stomach. 
And at the end of the stomach is a little sphincter called the pylorus. The pylorus. So at the end of the stomach, the pylorus is responsible for relaxing and letting the contents of the stomach continue onto the duodenum once they've been broken down. But now we've got pyloric stenosis. What is stenosis? Well, it's a narrowing, a severe narrowing, a stricture, if you will. All of these things kind of say the same thing, that we're not going to be able to get the contents of the gut out into the duodenum. So if it's closed off and it won't let any of the gastric contents pass it, keep drinking milk, keep drinking milk, fill up that stomach, and then boom, watch that projectile vomiting come out. Pyloric stenosis, projectile vomiting. So you fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, because it can't go past the pylorus. You're going to fill up the stomach, fill up the stomach, fill up the stomach, and then boom, projectile vomiting. Now, if this little sphincter, which is circular and now is stenosed and contracted, well, what does it look like? It looks like a little olive. So now you've got your olive-shaped mass. Well, it hasn't passed the pylorus, therefore it has not passed beyond the stomach. So is this vomiting going to be bilious or non-bilious? Non-bilious because it has not mixed with bile. Okay, so that's, that's, that's great. All right, that's, that's amazing as a matter of fact. Wow, we understand it, but do we really? Do we really? Because this is where I'm going to ask you questions on whether you really understand this or not. If I'm consistently vomiting, what do I expect my body to become? Dehydrated. Exactly. You will become dehydrated. If I'm dehydrated, what do you think happens to my serum osmos? My serum osmos go up because I'm not absorbing water. I am becoming dehydrated. So relatively speaking, the contents of my blood are going to seem higher. So what's going to happen to the viscosity of my blood or my H and H? It's going to increase. Am I going to be metabolically alkalotic or metabolically acidotic? Alkalotic because the stomach contains acid. I'm getting rid of acid. Therefore, I'm metabolically becoming alkalotic. Conversely, in the GI tract, the minute you hit the duodenum, your pH jumps up to 9. You've got a lot of bicarb that's in your GI tract. If you have diarrhea, you're getting rid of bicarb. So when you're getting rid of bicarb, which is alkalotic or basic, then you're going to automatically become acidotic. So understanding that is, is a huge thing. You're dehydrated, so you're going to be tachycardic. Your blood pressure is going to decrease because you're hypovolemic or dehydrated. A couple of things that the boards are going to like to ask, and I, and I kind of hinted at this in the beginning, is ask the parents how they're feeding this child first. Because what if they're overfeeding them and then laying them down, overfeeding them, not burping them? Maybe the, the parents are making a mistake or they don't have a proper understanding of how to feed the child. Always ask those. Tell me more about how you're feeding this child versus assuming that we've got this pyloric stenosis. Well, what are we going to do with this child? Well, we're going to open up that sphincter. Hey guys, Dr. Zishan here. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. 
Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys could kindly subscribe, leave us some stars, whatever you think it's worth, and leave us a review. We always want to get better for you guys and want to keep putting out this free content for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one. See you on the next podcast.